You're listening to the Utah Man Podcast, bringing you the latest news and analysis for your Utah Utes. Now, your hosts, Cameron, Ryan, and Scott. Welcome on into the Utah Man Podcast, part of Torn by Sports Podcasting Network. I'm Cameron, and we got Ryan. Hey, Ute Nation. And Scott. How are we doing, you fans? So we know a lot of you listen to us at work. While your boss isn't looking, go ahead and log on to tornbysports.com. We have a whole new website. I think it's phenomenal. It's very sleek, very clean. You know, get your Utah Utes news, your jazz news, and if you want to know a little bit about BYU. So yeah, tornbysports.com. Check it out. Some great articles. Keep up to date with your running Utes. Uh, just talking about Utes in the news, uh, the N- NFL Combine is underway. There's six Utes that got invited. We got Gioni Paul, Jared Norris, Devontae Booker, Tevin Carter, Tom Hackett, and Jason Fanica. So I think that's a great accomplishment by this Utah team to get six players invited to the NFL Combine. I think all of them are going to get drafted. Yeah, I think, uh, you know... Norris, Paul, Paul's probably the biggest question mark just because of his size and measurables. But what he what he does on the field, how he's produced over uh, you know these two years at Utah, um, I think he's got to get a shot. He's a playmaker. Somebody's got to give him that opportunity. Um, it'll be interesting to see if uh, if uh, our old punter. I was going to say, I, it'll be interesting himself. what Hackett will do, not yeah. having being able to do a rugby style, but no more professional style uh, that will be interesting even to see even when he had to do that occasionally during the season he still kicked it pretty well not oh yeah he had yeah. to go oh, well i i'd love to see him get a shot just because i think he's got the ability and the talent to do it but speaking while we're on the topic of punters did you see uh, today our punter that's the size of a, a linebacker it, ran, he, he looked like thor he ran a four five today Wow. Yeah, he he looks like Thor. I see some fake punts in our future. <laughs> yeah, between uh, doing his size and his speed, uh, I think that's going to be in the game plan quite often. Be great. Uh, kind of continue on with football. There was a new rumor out today. I'm not sure if it's been confirmed or not, but former BYU commit Charles West is now looking at. Committing to the University of Utah with Guy Holiday. You don't like it? He just brings a lot of baggage. And let's just refresh. You know, he after he signed with BYU, he had some legal issues, a violent issue with, I don't know what you say, a lady of the night? Well, I, don't, I don't know what I you mean, call it. I mean, what's, that the works. Kosher, what's the kosher way? Well, I mean, who hasn't tried to stab a hooker? <laughs> Oh, and then he got shot like and two he weeks did, later. And he did get shot, and there's footage of the shooting, which is pretty bizarre. It looks like all the charges are going to be dropped, and it is rumored that he will come in the 2017 season. He's a three-star kid out of Texas. Uh, I know he's one of the prize recruits from BYU a few years ago, um, so that's interesting. Um, but hey, if he can turn his life around and get a college degree, that, that's great. Yeah, and I mean, I'm I'm all obviously you you want the kid to start making the right choices, and uh, I just uh, I just hope that 
if he does come to Utah, that he has his act cleaned up and we don't have any of these issues moving forward because we don't need that. Obviously, the kid can play because uh, he was highly recruited out of high school. It makes me nervous coming in with that kind of baggage, but if he, if Whittingham thinks he's turned around and, and that stuff's behind him, give him a shot. And then finally, kind of rounding out some news, uh, University of Utah did announce some new um, recruiting assistants. Audits? Not yet, but recruiting assistants. <laughs> we have uh, Tavita Stevens and then Jordan Wynn. Remember, I called. He was going to get hired. <laughs> Remember that? I told you. You said Wh- quarterback coach. I can pull a Ryan and say... <laughs> The Chase Hansen starting at quarterback thing that you like to pull out. All to say, I knew he was, well, I didn't say I knew, but I called he was going to get hired. He was on the sideline for the Vegas Bowl. Apparently, he had been around the athletic department for a while since then. So, I don't know. It's not a bad hire for the role they hired him in. No. But it's obviously a a step down from where he was being the offensive coordinator at Hawaii. Or is it? I don't think he, he was <laughs> true. It was. It is Hawaii. We're talking about. I, However, what, wasn't he just a quarterback coach at Hawaii? He he started as the quarterback he, coach, he, he, and then he was he, calling. I think he was calling plays. But when he got let go, was he like co-oc? I think Chow gave him a little little leeway. And it was that Fred's uh, no. And I think yeah, he called games until uh, until he sprained his shoulder again, and then he got put on the DL. So some former Utes coming back on the staff. Um, I think that will help in recruiting because you got guys who came through the program. You know they're going to be able to sell it. Yeah, so, I like it. I you know, give these guys an opportunity. And the memory that always comes to mind when I hear the name Jordan Wynn is sli- sliding short of the first down at Notre Dame. Notre Dame. <laughs> oh, I still remember that. <laughs> Good old Wynn. And then lastly, in the news, I don't know how much we want to dive into this. The Utah Legislature. Uh, has decided to perform an audit, the first one of its kind, on the Utah Athletic Department. The timing Your guys is impeccable. Oh, where do you? This is this is one of those uh, one of those topics has been just beat to death locally um, on Twitter, so all social media, radio. I think uh, I think a lot of opinions have already been said on it, but uh, you know. I, just for the record, personally, I like the idea of our athletic department being audited. Just, you know, I think we all want a clean program. We don't want anything to come about that could put us in jeopardy or anything like that. But, um, you know, it doesn't need to come about this way. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure you, you, we've listened. I don't know if any of you guys had an opportunity to listen to Dan McKay. Um, on twelve eighty this morning, and what have some of these other politicians have said about it that has no relation to the current events or to what's transpired recently? But you know that is a politician that's talking, so um, believe it whether you want to or not. But I don't know. I uh, it's pretty ridiculous what they're going about, and the and the funds that it's going to take to do this audit over one hundred thirty some odd thousand dollars over ten months. It's a waste is this, of my is this really money. Uh, uh, for for starters? I'm not in that financial uh, auditing 
industry. Why does it cost $130,000 to do this? I can tell you. So I, you know, suppressed this before. I work in the financial industry. I'm actually going on Wall Street. I wish. I'm actually going through an audit right now myself. Well, not my, but the company, um, specifically my department. And they're guessing two to three years of this audit. And it, so it's just manpower, essentially. Essentially. And hourly it's, wages it's, for all these people to what do. What happens is a, a lot of it is you come together at a table and you say, this is the auditor will say, this is what I want. And then the person being audited or the company being audited say, okay. This is what we'll give you. Let's try to compromise and come out with something. So, so it's really trying to find the scope. And I, that, that's one reason why it's going to take 10 months. So in this situation, will the audit committee come before Chris Hill and say, we want you to, what we want is we want you to play BYU? I, <laughs> I, they can they, say they, they want they can them say that, to, but they, but they can't force them they to. They can't force it. And I think it's already been said that they can't force it with BYU being a private school. They wouldn't be able to do that. Um, you know, I, I do want to shed some new light on this. Uh, so we have reached out to all the uh, legislatures that voted for this um, for this audit. We have heard back from two of them. And real quick, uh, Representative King, Brian King's a Democrat, his response to why he voted for it was with 63 Republicans and 12 Democrats in the House, I have to pick my battles. Fighting it makes it look like the Utes had something to hide. What are we hiding? Who's fighting it? I, I Is he saying that as a Democrat, if he fights it, it, it looks bad? I don't, to me, it kind of looks like the good old BYU guys up there kind of forced this one through. And I don't know if there was a handshake with the Democrats that if you don't fight us on it, if you just vote for it, we'll get you back later in the legislature. That's what I took from it. Uh, we're still trying to work something out uh, with Senator Niederhauser and his um, his office. I, we've been in communications with his aide, uh, but nothing official as of right now that we can report. So we'll hold off on, on those conversations um, until such time we can. If you guys heard um, Dan McKay on 1280 today, who is this guy? Other than he wants to get rid of the athletic department. <laughs> he didn't even know that there was a sports team in the state of Utah. A professional sports team. He's a clown. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I hate talking politics in general. It just drives me up the wall. And listening, listening to them, you know, just justify and 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 describe their reasoning behind everything it just it doesn't hold a lot of water but uh at this point it is what it is it's gonna happen so um if anything whether you know i don't i don't think byu had any anything to do with this but it it really the bad light is being shed on byu um because of this um the reason that the legislature has decided to move forward. Nobody. So it is what it is. Politicians and their fan base that's behind it. And you I know, know. Utah, I'm sure, is going to come out um, clean on it and things will be uh, will be good. And like I said, I'm all for making sure it's a clean program, things are being done correctly. I think we all want that. But see, I but think that... Go about, it, go about it the right that way. That needs to come from the NCAA... The state of Utah doesn't need to get involved in that. They already release their financials every year. 
They already look over that. There's no allegations of any illegal practices going on. I, to me, it's overreaching, but you know, like, like we say, it's been beaten to death. Uh, we will continue to give you updated um, information that we receive, as you know, um, if we can finalize things with Senator Niederhauser, um, and we do have um, some few um, insiders up at the Capitol that we have been working with, and so hopefully we can get that information out to you. Up on Capitol Hill, reporting live, Utah Man Podcast. So that will do it for Utes in the news. Uh, you know, let's really start talking about some running Utes basketball, and that's brought to you by Doubletree Suites by Hilton in Salt Lake City downtown on 110 West, 600 South. Give them a call at 801-359-7800. The running Utes sweep the L.A. schools Boom. this past week, guaranteeing a Pac-12 winning record, and Larry receives a $50,000 bonus. So that helps with the payout that he paid personally to BYU. Well, and just think how many more games we can cancel now <laughs> with, with with fifty more grand in our pockets. Uh, so uh, UCLA uh, seventy five to seventy three. We won by two. I was scared to death that Brandon Taylor was going to foul the guy at the buzzer <laughs> again. I I just said let him shoot it, let him shoot it, and he did. And then uh, Utah really dominated USC ending their home winning streak of 16 games. UCL, or That's the big me, win. USC has turned the corner. Their program has improved immensely since when since we joined the league. Um, but they Utah had dominated. nobody. They had nobody that could stop Pirtle. No. Well, really, you haven't seen a team really be able to do that. Cal, the first matchup, uh, they played Pirtle pretty well. Um, but then at home, Pirtle just ate their lunch. And the Arizona game Saturday, that's going to be probably the biggest test for Pirtle because they've got a couple big physical seven-footers that uh, are going to be able to match up with them fairly well. So that's going to be critical. But, yeah, those two games were huge. UCLA, granted, they're not having the year that uh, that anybody anticipated, 5-8. and eight, I think actually 6-8 and eight now after they beat up uh, on Colorado. 6-8. Yeah, but uh, I love it. But how is Steve Alford still coached there? Well, they can't fire him with his son still on the team. Well, that would hurt they his feelings. Made, they made a <laughs> Sweet Sixteen run last year. They did. I mean, yeah, he got. They got lucky well, on and, that and that's goal-tending really, that's, call. That's the team they are. But that's what I mean. That's why you can't fire. I mean, he took him to Sweet Sixteen last year. They've got enough talent where they could do the exact same thing this year. They could. You know, well, granted, they're not going to make the tournament unless they win the Pac-12 tournament. And they tournament, beat Kentucky but, earlier this year, correct? They did. If I remember right. They've got the talent, so, yeah, so they, they can get talent. hot. Uh, they just they just don't play as a team. Well, they're, they just, got, they're just not well coached. They got hot down the stretch because Utah had a 14-point lead with, I don't remember how many minutes left in the game. But, seven minutes. But uh, in typical Utah fashion, yeah, what? tried to give the game away again. It was like the Oregon State game all it, over again. It was, but... To Utah's credit and to Brandon Taylor's credit, who we've all been riding his back all yeah, year that long, shot was huge. They they pulled it together. They sure they were a little weak there, but they pulled it together and came through at the end. Brandon with a huge shot, and you know what? I was worried going into USC. We got the lead. We're up at halftime. USC's had had some success coming from behind. And they started this to season. right out of the gates. And, and I mean, our track game, record was to give it up. 16-game winning streak at home. And 
I was that second half. I was so impressed with the way that the Utes played. To yeah, it got down to four points at one point, but you blink and all of a sudden we had it right back up to well, ten. Well, you know USC is going to make some runs. Yeah, you. I bet. mean, they're, they're a talented enough team. They're at home. They're going to make runs. I I completely agree with you. It's how Utah reacted in that game. Yeah. Compared to whenever, the games we've seen in the past this season. Whenever USC scored, Utah literally came down and matched it. And uh, we do need to figure out our, our three-point defense. Our perimeter defense is a little shaky. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's how USC really stayed yeah. somewhat in that game as they were making a lot of outside shots. And But yeah, really impressive. Pirtle. Okay, so here's the question. I, you've been hearing a little bit... Uh, on Twitter, on Sports Talk, who do you take? Do you take Bogut at Utah, or do you take Pirtle at Utah? And I even threw this question out on Twitter today, and a lot of people are actually saying Bogut. I take Bogut. That's not a, That's no slight on Pirtle. I think Bogut was more polished. Can, at this okay, stage. yeah, I think Bogut was a little bit more polished. But let's let's throw this out too. Bogut played in the Mountain West. True. Where the True. competition was lower. Well, I, I think Pirtle could actually have a better career than Bogut's had because he's just got he's got skills that are big men just don't have. The thing that was kind of set Bogut apart is yeah he was he was going against Mountain West competition, but let's let's be honest, Mountain West back in that day was pretty dang good. It was yeah. It, I mean, I shouldn't it, downplay it's not, it. It's not it, the it Mountain was. West of today. True. I I yeah. You're right. I, sh- I shouldn't have downplayed it as much as I did, but. Bogut just played with a tenacity, just almost an anger that it just made him so tough. The way he went after rebounds, you know, he just he, he just was really his passing, passionate. His passing skill. I mean, Pirtle has some good passing skills out of the double team, but I think Bogut was a better passer. I think when well, Bogut could hit the three, you know, he could mm-hmm. he wasn't a knockdown, but he could yeah. he could hit the three occasionally. I th- I think um, Pirtle actually runs the pick and roll better than Bogut did. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I, I think Bogut's game was down below underneath the the hoop. I mean, yeah, he could step out and he has a little bit more range than Pirtle. But I think as far as pick and roll, I trust Pirtle more than I did Bogut. Well, Pirtle's hands set him apart. He's got incredible hands. He catches everything, whether it's in his chest or at his knees. He's he's got great hands that sets him apart. He he's got great movement, and the thing that I the reason I say Pirtle could probably have a better pro career, he still may have the bigger ceiling. It was only last year he couldn't make a free throw to save his life, and looking one off season what he was able to accomplish at the free throw line, you know we've seen it n- nothing consistent, but we've seen it a couple times this year where he can, if he'll take it, he can hit a a, f- a free throw line jumper. And uh, if he can continue to develop his shot when he makes it to the into the uh, NBA, he's got he's got I think the opportunity to be a pretty dynamic center. I think he's got a lot of potential with his back to the basket game too. If he improves his footwork, that drop step, yep, it's pretty good right now. He gets some NBA coaching on that. He could be. He could be pretty dang good. Well, not to mention, just his awareness of the game right now, he's recognizing the double teams, sometimes the triple teams. He's making the correct passes. And a couple times, he's beating the double team, 
by spinning baseline and going under the basket and laying it up or dunking it. I mean, he's 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 really reading the defense well, which is just helping this team create open shots for other guys, get some easy baskets. Kuzma. Oh, Kuzma's been the beneficiary oh, yeah. of it. Well, Kuzma and Pearl together. They're a good two-man combo right they there. They are yeah. playing well together down low. They share the ball. They're reading each other. They're uh, those two right there are a big catalyst to why we're we're seeing them play the way they are. So one thing I, I kind of want to bring up with you guys in these two games, and I, I think actually longer than that, but but mostly I noticed in these two games, Pirtle pretty much played the whole second half. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he did. He, I mean, not complete, but he's getting more minutes, and Reyes. Your boy Reyes Scott. Oh my gosh! Wash your he, mouth out. He's been playing less. I that, am that getting a little point shot he took during the USC game was sweet <laughs> oh though. Gosh, he had some nice dunks. Ray Rupp. a few games ago. His layups are getting better, but okay, yeah, they're starting you... to draw iron. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, Reyes. <laughs> I, I shouldn't make. I shouldn't poke fun. And he's a he, heck he, of a rebounder. He gives it his all, and you know what? He's he's doing what's asked of him, so I'm not going to make was fun it of the, that. The Washington game, he had like two dunks, maybe three dunks, and I kept thinking to myself, why don't you do that every time? Why do you always go for the layup when you can't make? <laughs> but anywho. <laughs> to, his, to his credit, he's getting better. No, he is. And he's, so, yeah. so his minutes are going down. Pirtle's are going up. That's because Pirtle's staying out of foul trouble. Uh, yes, but where I'm kind of going with this is, are we concerned with Hurdles Lake staying fresh. No, I'm not, I'm not worried about it. As we're going to the towards the Pac-12 tournament where they're going to be playing day after day, and the NCAA tournament where they only get one day rest, I'm a little concerned about it. I'll be honest. The the only thing that concerns me is if come NCAA tournament time, if he gets in foul trouble, we're in trouble because if he has to sit for long stretches of time come tournament time, or even if it's in the Pac-12 tournament. That's problematic for our team, mm-hmm. and uh, and not having an option like a, uh, a Bashinsky from last year to come in and and not only match maybe offensively but defensively. Reyes, like I said, Reyes is getting better. Reyes' defense is leaves a little a little to be desired, um, just a little. So I mean, but. A lot of teams deal with that. I mean, it is what it is. You're just he's just gonna have to play smart and be careful. Um, at this point in the season, Jace isn't coming off. Um, he's not leaving that bench at this point in the season. So he, he wasn't even dressed in the UCLA game. You you just gotta I mean, he deal had with clothes it. on, but he wasn't dressed. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that insight, right? <laughs> I think we knew what you meant, right? <laughs> um, so kind of who's that on the bench? <laughs> Those shoes. <laughs> Just be thankful it wasn't Majerus. Oh. Rest in peace. He'd have, yourself. <laughs> he'd have a slice of pizza covering himself. Oh. Or a ham. <laughs> so kind of talking, you know, as we're kind of towards the end of the season, three games left, and then the Pac-12 tournament, Utah's only a half game out of first place for the one seed. To have Arizona and Oregon... In front of them, Oregon has the tiebreaker. Um, this this week's games are, I mean, they're going to set where Utah sits. I well, think Thursday's game is, 
You hate to say gimme because it's the it is. twelve, but it should it should be a gimme. They they lost a scholarship player today. And they have eight scholarship players on their roster. They're coming to us. They've been awful in conference play. We would have to sleepwalk of epic proportions for us to lose that game. Not to say it can't happen. Yeah, I think you never know what this is. You never do team. know, but I think I think we handle them easily. Uh, but it's Saturday's a, quick, a key. It's a quick turnaround because uh, Arizona plays Wednesday. They play tomorrow night, whereas we don't play till Thursday. So they get the extra day of rest and that we a, don't. And it's a noon tip Saturday too. Yeah, so it, that that will be interesting a little bit. But at this point in the season, I'm not too worried about it. Our guys will be ready to play. We're at home. It's a big game. I don't think you'd have to worry about being a little tired. And then you finish off with the Buffaloes at home, so and you're gonna have a week between that game, so you're gonna get plenty of three. Rest. But three games. How do they finish? Would you have thought? I better go three. No. After their two and one, actually, what, they started one and four, one and three, one and three. After their one and three start, that we would be at this point of the season with three crucial home games oh, that could potentially win us the conference after Stanford game. Well, I, I didn't even know what to think of this team. There was no. I way didn't I, think they were very I, good. I like, when we had when we opened up with two conference losses, and knowing what we had the rest of the Pac-12 schedule, I didn't think that we'd be in this position. No, I I didn't either. So credit to credit to the players, credit to the coaching staff. They they turned it around and they've been playing well. And I mean, we literally have a shot to win the title. So we'll be regular season champs, whether we share it or whether we uh, can win it outright. Because Oregon, Oregon still has some tough, uh, tough games ahead of them, and Arizona still has to go to Cal after us. Go three and zero, and let the chips fall where they may. You may end up winning it. Yep. Take take care of uh, take care of our own business, and uh, at the very least, as long as if we win at least two out of the three, I think we're in pretty good shape to s- still get one of the four buys for the uh, Pac-12 tournament, so, uh, which just, is good to be important because it's going to be a tough tournament. It is, and I, I didn't mean to cut you off there, Scott. But No, but you just, did it anyways. No, that's what I do. Just to visit, uh, round out Oregon's schedule, they are home Washington State, Washington, at UCLA, and at USC. UCLA is going to be fighting for their lives, yeah, and USC is going to be desperate too to hold on to any type of uh, finish. They'll win those two Washington games, but uh, Washington's not, uh, Washington's well. Gotta, Washington's got the potential, but they're they're kind of fading down the stretch. And I think a lot just because they're a young team, you know. But I think or, or excuse me, Washington's style of play matches really well with Oregon. Is it at Washington? It's, uh, it's in Eugene. Hmm. Yeah, so it will be it will be interesting. You know, I, I, so Cam, give us the Arizona Arizona schedule. They're at Colorado, which Colorado potentially could get them. We could potentially get them. So they're at Colorado. Colorado could potentially get us too. Yeah, yeah. At Colorado, at Utah, and then home for Cal and Stanford. The way Cal's playing, Cal has a chance to beat them. So I mean, they they technically have three tough games out of the remaining four 
even though they sit there up in first place with Oregon. You know, both of those guys definitely have some tough games ahead of them. Advantage Utah. I, out of all those three scenarios that we're talking about, I like Utah's road better because really it's just the Arizona game at home. And they only have three. We where take the care other of two business against Colorado and, and ASU. Correct. I mean, and anything can happen in this in this conference. We've yep, we've seen it. We've seen it, and a lot of good, a lot of good players, a lot of good teams. So well, yeah, you could have to I come ready to play. Though I think they will come get ready to play against Arizona because I was at the Arizona game last year and we lost. I think went to overtime if I remember correctly, and just couldn't quite get over that hump. And Arizona was. a pretty good team last year and but i think utah come ready to to play in that game well we're gonna need purtle in a big big way and uh, it'll i'm i'm excited to see that matchup between the bigs of of uh, arizona and and purtle and see uh see how he handles it that'll be interesting uh going off of the ncaa tournament cbs sports has utah as a three seed uh Joe Lenardi with ESPN has him as a six seed. Yeah, it's no, a big I, separation. No disparity yeah. there. <laughs> I I don't see him as a three. I think. I mean, I don't four. know. A lot, I think a lot can change. You know, they win out the rest of the regular season. They do well in the Pac-12 tournament. They could be a three. Well, I, I kind of think right if it started right now, I'm thinking a five. If they I, win out, that's. Five straight wins to finish the regular season. And being and a they, team. And if it's a lot to ask somebody to go into the tournament and win three straight games, but you have the potential of going in to the NCAA tournament with eight straight wins. You've got to be if, a three seed. Well, I think okay. you're talking higher if, than if, that. If we win our remaining three and win the Pac-12 tournament, I think we could potentially... I think we I think we could be a two. I think we're for sure a three, potentially a two, depending but, I mean, on what a, what happens elsewhere. And that's a big if, a big if. But if you don't rem- if you remember what happened in 1998, we lost the first game of the tournament. We lost the first game of the tournament. And we all were. I don't know about you, but I was mad. I was. What are we doing? It's pathetic. It worked. We got a little bit of rest. Refocused the team. Came out. And made it all the way to the point short. NCAA championship, four minutes away from a title. All right, now that we're over that, I don't know. I mean, I I want to make a run, but uh, I I I'm more concerned about these. I'm more concerned about these final three games than oh, I am yeah. the Pac-12 tournament. Let that whatever happens there happens. Let's take care well, of business the regular seems, season. It seems like the committee weighs more on regular season than they do uh, the conference tournaments. Unless you play in the West Coast Conference. I, I do think it's funny that the, the ACC of that the West after the after the USC game that there was a local media out, outlet that said Utah's keeping NCAA tournaments alive. I, I'm pretty sure it's safe to say they're a lock. Oh, Utah's a lock. I mean, Utah's I know. I know. I have crimson could, red glasses on. Utah but could lose a lock. They could lose their next four games and they're still going to the tournament. Oh yeah, their resume. They got a top ten RPI. They got a strong strength of schedule. They got three top twenty five wins, um, and they don't have any losses outside of the top seventy five. They've got a resume that is a top a top team in the NCAA well, tournament. Their their RPI. They're ranked ninth in the country. 
and strength of schedule, it's tenth. And realistically, they're not going to lose four straight. So it's no. Now I we're we're in obviously now it's just about seating and uh, and positioning ourselves, but I'll tell you what, I want this Pac-12 title. I want a Pac-12 title in a major sport. Let's go Utes! Come on, finish it, guys. And by the way, the Huntsman Center better be packed. I'll tell you what my key though, who who my key player is down the stretch, Reyes, because. <laughs> Connor, these teams are going to be focused on Pirtle. It's Jonas, Lo- Jonas Longvad? It's Loveridge. Dude, Loveridge, it's, Loveridge he road trip. He had a good trip. game against it, USC. And UCLA. And that was probably his best road trip of the season. If he can hit some shots, they can't double Pirtle as much. So I think that's going to do it for us tonight. Ryan, where can people find you on Twitter? At Drum and Feather. Drum, the letter N, Feather. And Scott? You can find me at Uteman underscore forever. You can follow me and this podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Utah Man Podcast. You can download us pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. Speaking of Twitter, did you guys know that you could purchase followers? Where? I need some more. I don't know where, but apparently there's like a follower store. You can... uh, you can go purchase followers. Interesting. Yeah, there's Just to make uh, your stats look I better. Don't, I don't think Double Tree Sweets will kind of pony up for paying With that, for followers. Uh, we don't need to. We it, grow them organically, if, I guess. If you if you purchase followers, does that I mean you could get audited for that, couldn't you? <laughs> the Utah legislature is coming after you, Scott. They could, you know, did, how did you get these? Did you earn their respect? Did you earn their trust or did you pay them off? All right, until next time, Ute Nation, go Utes. Go Utes. Kai, will be till I die. Kai, The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are their own and are no way affiliated with the University of Utah. And Jason Fanaka. Fanaka. Oh, Fanaka. And Jason Fanaka. <laughs> <laughs> Repeated it. Wait, what is it? Fanica. Fanica. Oh, sorry. I mispronounced that. Fanica.